Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. So we've come to Friday. The end of our week. February the... 17th. 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 Good. We've got, got that on our page equipment open correctly. Yes, it's, it's all correct. We're ready. I'm a little bit analog here. I need to get my notes uh, cycled around <laughs> correctly here. Uh, but in the meantime... Not scripted, but we do think about these things before we start talking. In, the, me, in the meantime, <laughs> let, uh, let me uh, encourage everyone in the Tampa area to come out and worship with us at Livingston as Sunday is fast approaching. Yep. And so we'd love to have you out. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think, again, of course, because we record in the future, but I think that's the Sunday I'll be continuing my series on the name of God. Sounds good. Talk about Yahweh being merciful. Sounds good, sounds good. And so our our worship time is at 10 Mm a.m., and you'll get the address and times and all that at our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. Yeah. And we want you to come out and do that. We'd love you to do that. Psalm 77 from the Contemporary English Version, a psalm by Asaph for Jeduthun, the music leader. I pray to you, Lord God, and I beg you to listen. In days filled with trouble, I search for you, and at night I tirelessly lift my hands in prayer, refusing comfort. When I think of you, I feel restless and weak. Because of you, Lord God, I can't sleep. I am restless. I can't even talk. I think of times gone by of those years long ago. Each night my mind is flooded with questions. Have you rejected me forever? Won't you be kind again? Is this the end of your love and your promises? Have you forgotten how to have pity? Do you refuse to show mercy because of your anger? Then I said, God most high, what hurts me most is that you no longer help us with your mighty arm. Our Lord, I will remember the things you have done, your miracles of long ago. I will think about each one of your mighty deeds. Everything you do is right, and no other God compares with you. You alone work miracles, and you have let nations see your mighty power. With your own arm, you rescued your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The ocean looked at you, God, and it trembled deep down with fear. Water flowed from the clouds. Thunder was heard above as your arrows of lightning flashed about. Your thunder roared like chariot wheels. The world was made bright by lightning, and all the earth trembled. You walked through the water of the mighty sea, but your footprints were never seen. You guided your people like a flock of sheep, and you chose Moses and Aaron to be their leaders. Very good. So we've been talking about differences in translations all week because, you know, yeah, there's a lot of choices to be made here, I yeah, guess, uh, yeah. working from the Hebrew texts. Yes. That was an interesting one there, and this is, this is synonymous. But uh, in verse 16, the use of the word ocean... Uh, and uh, verse 20 was a little different also, right? A flock of sheep. Well, I you let you me read. close it. I'm gonna, yeah, but the, we, the verse 20, the flock of sheep. The flock yes. of sheep, which I, you know, I think is implied there with the word flock, but I think that's the first English one we've come to this week that just went ahead and said, said sheep. Said sheep. sheep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wake up, people. Well, you know, the contemporary <laughs> English version, one of its, its goals is to try to make things very obvious. Here's what we think it means, and we're going to say it. Yeah, and yeah. So they do, and again, we've talked about translations in the past, but the philosophy on that one is trying to make it as easy as possible, which I don't mm-hmm. always think is the best way, but it is a good thing for us to access and read as we yeah. see, here's what these guys think these idioms mean, and, and that's helpful at times. 
idioms. Idioms, not idiots. I got to say, we got with an M. We're 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 figures of speech. We're friendly here. Yes, figures <laughs> of speech, and so. which the psalm is full of rich figures of speech. Yeah. One of the things that we try to do on Fridays here in Text Talk is to find Jesus. That every Friday is a good Friday on Text Talk, and so many of these psalms mm-hmm. are either uh, outright messianic or they're quoted in the New Testament. Others of them, there's imagery that allude to Jesus Christ, and I may stand to be corrected, but I think this is one of those psalms where we're going to see allusions, find allusions to Christ. I don't know that this. No, one this psalm comes is up. actually the whole psalm is quoted in the New Testament. Don't you remember that? No. <laughs> okay, well, let me turn the page of my notes again. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. You know, also, talking about that illusion, I, I, I keep in mind, I think that sometimes it's the issue of it works in reverse. It's that once we know Jesus and we see Jesus, it removes the veil. Amen. I, I don't think That's this, right. I don't think this is a psalm where it says, here, predictive prophecy, when the Messiah comes, look for this yes. to happen. Right. But it's rather with this one, it's once I see Jesus, all of a sudden, oh, Oh, Psalm 77, this makes sense. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to find here. So one of the illusions that I see, uh, and, and, and you know, I appreciate you saying that, because Jesus makes God known, mm-hmm. fully God, fully man, and we are complete in Christ, as Colossians 2 talks about that beautifully. Yeah, and we got that last week with Psalm 76, God is known. He revealed himself in Jesus, yeah, so we right. see that fully, and we're, and, and, and I think... The connection with Psalm 77 is going to be like that. So where I'm going with this, what I what I see, uh, connections to Jesus is there is a lot of emphasis here in God's power expressed over the waters. Uh, the the CEV said oceans, the New King James, the others it said waters, and that's shown in different ways. But I'm kind of drawn to verse 16, the waters of the ocean saw you, O God, the waters saw you, they were afraid, the depths also trembled. And the, the remarkable miracles that Jesus performed around waters, uh, that Jesus is the one who stilled the storm mm. on Galilee. Oh, yeah. And how he did that by rebuking the the storm by his word. Oh. And, uh, you know, that that is always a striking miracle to me. I go back and I read it again because, it, you know, it, it starts out where the, the, the storm is blowing so much that water's even coming into the boat, but Jesus is asleep on this cushion or this pillow. Mm. He must be roused by his disciples, and they ask him, don't you care that we're perishing? He stands up and he rebukes the wind and the waves. Mm. And, you know, to imagine a man yelling at the sky for just a moment <laughs> when everyone else has got bales you know got, got buckets we got to bale waters or they're hanging under the rigging or whatever it yeah. is and this guy's gonna yell at the sky oh and the sky listens <laughs> that in a flash in the blink of an eye it's the doldrums yeah you know and what power has been exercised over the raging waves over the sea mm. here is god and at the word of god the elements obey Mm. And there's that kind of power of God over water spoken to in this psalm. Yeah, that makes I I wasn't thinking about that before. I, I'll get to what what came to me here in just a second. But as you bring up Jesus and his interaction with water and calming the sea, then there's also that other time where his way was through the sea. Yes, where it, it's not it's not the parting of the waters, 
but it is, we can't even see how he's going to be able to walk. We can't even see which direction he's going to go. But what Jesus does is he walks on the water. He comes walking on the water. And he gets out to the disciples and they're uh, scared. And uh, how powerful is that? Because I, I just can't imagine that when you walk on water, you leave footprints. <laughs> I can see your footprints. There's no footprints there. Yeah. So when we see Jesus walking on the water, what are we seeing? We're seeing the God of Psalm 77. Absolutely. We're yeah. seeing that God. And so, which which ties into the thing that really stood out to me, and that's in the very last verse. So you so you you were looking at verse uh, nineteen, verse twenty. You led your people like a flock of sheep. <laughs> the, ah. the CEV said in the ESV, "You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron." Yes. All of a sudden, in this very last verse, we've got this imagery that steps up, and it's the imagery of sheep and shepherds. And the shepherds. And this is going to become important. So ah, I can't remember which day it was. Maybe it was Monday or Tuesday in our conversation where I talked about we seem to have multiple cycles of these Asaph Psalms, like right. seventy-three yeah. through seventy-six. Yeah. Yeah, was like was one Monday, overarching story. Yeah. Okay, and then now it looks to me like we've we've kicked back to the beginning, and we're going to go through this again. But now in this next set of psalms, there is there is a theme that we're going to pick up, and I'll go ahead and just start it right now for us to recognize. And so here we have in Psalm uh, seventy-seven and verse twenty, "You led your people like a flock." Now listen to what we have. It's going to take me uh, seventy-eight verses fifty through fifty-two, um, or excuse me, fifty-two and fifty-three. Here's what it says. Then he led out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them in safety so that they were not afraid, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. So we're, we're even talking about the very same, in that verse, yes. the same imagery of yeah. the, leading them like a flock through the Red sea. Red Sea and how the All sea right. comes back and crushes Pharaoh's armies. Then in seven, the same, same psalm, we're in 78, verse 70 through 72. He chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the nursing ewes, he brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, Israel, his inheritance. With upright heart, he shepherded them and guided them with skillful hand. Yeah. Then we're going to move into Psalm 79, and this time, verse 13... Psalm 79 and verse 13, but we, your people, the sheep of your pasture will give thanks to you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. And finally, Psalm 80 begins in verse one, give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. Each of these Psalms in this next cycle bring up that imagery. And by the way, it, mm -hmm. It's not that that imagery was absent from the first cycle. It's almost as if what what has now happened is we're going to go pick one little statement out of the first cycle, and now we're as we go through this cycle again through these stories of the struggle, especially as connected with the Babylonian captivity, the struggle, the despair, mm -hmm. the question, mm -hmm. the doubt. But it's going to lead to victory. Back in Psalm seventy four and verse one, O God, why do you cast off forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? So as, as there was the first cycle of Asaph Psalms, that imagery was there right there at the beginning, but didn't do much with it. Now we're going to tell the story again, but this time we're going to tell the story, and that imagery of God as shepherd is going to be highlighted in each one of the Psalms, and, and God shepherding, and, and the people of Israel being a flock. Okay, 
When Moses and Aaron come up, I have to remember that Moses did spend 40 years in the wilderness yeah, being his shepherd. Being a shepherd. Uh, before God sent him back to lead his people and shepherd his people as the prophet. Well, when Jacob and Joseph came into Egypt, why did they get to go to Goshen? Why did the Israelites get to go to Because they were shepherds. Yeah. Which was an abomination yeah, to the, the Egyptians. Egyptians hated that. And, but it allowed them to have the best of the land even when they moved to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so shepherding is a big, big deal for them. And maybe Maybe that's part of the reason for also bringing up Jacob and Joseph as shepherds, and then Moses and Aaron as shepherds. But of course, all right, let's lift the veil. We look at Jesus' life. Not only is he the the, the fellow who can calm the chaotic waters. Yes. Not Walk only is he the one that walks through the way of the sea or on the way of the sea, but he is also the good shepherd. In John chapter 10, that's what he tells us. I yeah. am the good shepherd. The shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And suddenly, when I rip the veil off of the law and the prophets and the writings, I come back to Psalm 77 and I realize, oh, oh, who was it that was actually using Jacob and Joseph? Who was it that was actually empowering Moses and Aaron? That this God that was doing that, that's Jesus. Yeah. That's exactly who he is. He is the good shepherd that leads Israel. Now, his instruments, his tools in that are, are what he has available. Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Aaron, we're going to find in the Psalms to come. David yeah. uh, is, is going to be one of those instruments of his shepherding, but it's Jesus who is the good shepherd. Well, and to that, when we see Moses, we need to recall that Moses made a prophecy that God would raise up a prophet like him. Yes. Okay, which Peter applies to Jesus Mm -hmm. in Acts chapter 3. With Aaron, there is this Levitical priesthood, but we're going to come to uh, the priesthood of Melchizedek, which supersedes that priesthood in the Hebrew writer. Yes. And so what you have is Moses is prophet, Aaron is priest, Jesus is prophet, Jesus is priest. Yes. Uh, And so, yeah. And through those things... Is the shepherd. Is the shepherd. Yeah, is the he's shepherd. the one that and so leads. shepherds his people. He's the one that guides. I mean, of course, we can't forget Psalm 23. That, for us, is like the big shepherd sheep psalm. Oh, yeah. And it gives us the, the most in-depth picture of Yahweh as shepherd, but that's that shepherd is Jesus. Mm-hmm. He is that shepherd that leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He is that shepherd that leads us to the quiet waters. He is that shepherd who, when we're in the valley of the shadow of death, the valley of the deep darkness, where I can't see, and that's, that's important a couple of weeks ago, Ago, we talked about that idiom, the valley of deep darkness where I can't see. Right. I, I can't see the footprints of God. But in that deep, dark valley, what leads me? The rod, the staff of the Lord, which comforts me yeah. and leads me. Good point. And that's, I, I can't see the footprints mm-hmm. of my shepherd, but he is still leading me and I need to go the way he leads. Yeah. Jesus is that shepherd. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for being with us on Text Talk. Hope that this uh, episode has been an encouragement to you this day and in the Word of God. And uh, we always love to hear from you. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for the revelation of yourself in Him and that uh, we see his power over water, stilling storm, walking on water. We know that he is the good shepherd, the one who fulfills all of these types and all of these illusions, that in your scripture you were prophesying, you were promising, you you were showing us, Father, in veiled ways who Christ is, and in Christ that veil is removed. We are so thankful that we might be your people, and pray, Father, that we might trust you, trust Christ, 
follow in your path, follow in your way. Even, Father, when we can't see those footsteps, we trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.